0: Mm, hey, hey, no, I'm just playing. Hey, y'all, <laughs> this is Carlos Harlow and welcome to Trigger Point. So in case this is your first time listening, this is the very first episode of Trigger Point, And this show will discuss how certain situations in life can trigger us, how we handle it, how we deal with it. So it'll be myself and some of my really great friends that are talking about some of these scenarios and this first episode is called broke busted and disgusted so pretty sure you can decipher what that's going to be about (laughs) and i will go ahead and introduce my very special guest for today and her name is alex hi hello hey alex thanks so much for joining
1: You're welcome. Anything
0: for you. Anything for you. Hey, hey, I appreciate it. (laughs) Can you believe, I was thinking about this the other day. We've been knowing each other for, it's like, what, 18 years now?
1: Oh, my God. Has it been that long?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I moved here in 03. That's when I first met y'all. You and Mary Yeah, because that's when
1: we moved here, too. 03. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm-hmm. crazy me. Yes. oh my god i'm getting
0: old <laughs> no we're just getting better better that's all it is <laughs> there you go there
1: you go i like that thing better.
0: there you go yes yes so alex is like we said we've known her i've known her for 18 years now we've been friends for that long um we both went to utd university of texas at dallas and i was probably getting on her and Mary and Flo's nerves because I was always saying something silly you know I I don't know why I thought about this but on my way here do you remember how y'all used to get me to remember words for like history and stuff and I think it was Mary I can't remember for sure and I was trying to remember the definition of de facto and she was like oh yeah just just think of like de facto like a de facto and I'm telling you, <laughs> when I got to that test, I knew what de facto meant. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, the de facto. I don't remember that. <laughs> that was random. It just popped in I, my it head. It
1: doesn't surprise me, but I don't, I don't remember that. But that does not
0: surprise me. <laughs> yes, yeah. So before we get started, um, if you don't mind just telling the listeners uh, about yourself, you know, pr- your profession, your hobbies, your zodiac sign, whatever you want to share with us. <laughs>
1: Oh, all of that. Um, (laughs) Well, I am currently the um, special ed um, lead for um, an elementary school, um, and I'm also getting my second master's as a school psychologist currently right now. And uh, hobbies. Um, I do enjoy working out. I enjoy hanging out with family. Um, Gardening has been something that I have loved to do here recently. And anything that just keeps my peace, um, I enjoy. So any my hobby is not being in drama. That's, mm. that's, that's what my hobby is. And to anything that's going to elevate me mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So that's kind of this age, the journey I'm on. I am a cancer. So, you know, that's just what we do. Yes. And then other than that, you know, I no kids, just me. I just, I'm just living life to the best that I can, you know, COVID puts a lot of things in perspective. So I've just learned to to do things that will keep me happy and peaceful.
0: That's right. That's right. I'm I'm with you on that. And I it's funny, I was joking about the zodiac thing, but it's uh, that's right. Yeah, you are a cancer. And it's it's funny because I tend to click pretty well with cancers. I'm thinking back through all the cancers I've met and I can't really say that I've met too many or any of at all that I don't like. So
1: that's because we're natural nurturers and listeners. And yeah, that's we're true. Just, we're amazing. I mean, some, of you know, both men and women are cancers. They are just something about them. They can pretty much handle any sign.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I will give you that. And it's mm-hmm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks so much for giving us your introduction. Now, one thing I will say that you probably don't realize you left off your list is financial planner. And I would get to. <laughs> I didn't know I was a prime <laughs> You are. You I are. Didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> to me, at least, you are. <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell the listeners how I think of you as that. So, uh, what was that 2019 when we met up and we had dinner uh, in Houston? It should have
1: been. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it was 2019. Yeah. And I had just gone. I mean you can whatever you feel like sharing or not sharing is totally fine. Um at that at twenty eighteen, the end of twenty eighteen for me, uh I had just gone through a divorce. I was super broke. I couldn't even afford to file for a divorce at the time. And so mm-hmm. um I have never really put it out there like this. And I don't even know if I've told you this, but um I was so broke and I can laugh about it now, but it was really pathetic at the time so i have a couple of bank accounts and one of the accounts well i won't even say the financial institution's name because if somebody that works there hears this i don't know they might try to you know get me in trouble or something i don't know but (laughs) i had this thing where i mean i was so broke where i would go and i knew I only had maybe $10 in my account to last me until Friday when I got paid, but I had $10 on Monday. And so I would pull up to the ATM and I kind of considered it as a loan because the way I had my account set up, um, it would just charge me an overdraft fee. It was like $35. So context clues, I'm sure y'all can kind of figure out which financial institution this is. But oh, no. <laughs> I would uh yeah, I it was it's sad I thought of it that way, but it was like a loan. You know, I would just take out money, you know, I'd take out like a couple hundred dollars or whatever I needed to get me through the week. And um I got used to it. And it it in in a way after a while, it kind of felt normal. Um, in a sense, Mm -hmm. because I was just so used to that cycle because to give everyone some context to listening here. So I talk about this in my book, 11 Things We Never Said. But during that process, when I was going through the divorce, I had taken on a job where I had taken a $10,000 pay cut to switch industries uh, about a year or so prior um, a year a, a week before I moved out of the apartment before the separation, I got hit with a debit scam. Stupidest thing. Oh. And now that I you know, I, I've never told the details in full until today, but this was one of those things I, Alex, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but basically it was a <laughs> it was a LinkedIn header. I'm telling you, this thing looked official. And what they uh-huh. told me was um, go to all of these different drugstores and get these iTunes gift cards. So I had to buy the cards, scratch them, and show them the code. Stupidest thing I know. I feel stupid even explaining this. I wasn't
1: even, yeah, I don't even.
0: <laughs> I know. But I, don't I was, know,
1: like you must have been real deaf.
0: That's what I was just about to say. <laughs> The desperation was so real back then because I, yeah. I I knew that I wasn't going to be functioning on two incomes anymore. And at that point, my income for my job was decreasing because I had switched industries. And my ex-wife at the time, she had just gotten a promotion. She had been laid off for a minute, but she got a promotion at this job. She was already making good money. And then when she got the promotion, it was like, well, damn, we can fit another one of my salaries almost in between this gap that we have it was that big Mm -hmm. so Mm. the reality of that hitting I was like okay I gotta hustle I gotta you know make some money I you know I didn't ever think of you know selling drugs or doing like anything illegal but I was like hey as close as I can teeter on that line you know, I'm gonna do but it.
1: You, you get there, you be like anything that I can get out of jail. The next, you know, they just gonna slap me on the wrist. I, I hear you. I was
0: there. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what I did. You know, and looking back on it, it was silly. And and now, actually, now that I think of it, um, I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but a part of me, um, thinks my ex-wife is like, all right, as I was explaining this to you. You should have stopped me from doing this. That's kind of how I thought once I came out on the other side of this. But Uh hey, who knows? Maybe she just let that slid slide by on purpose. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But but um, never know the you know the whole. Just to make a long story short, um, I lost about four thousand dollars behind this scam Uh because what the the trick was, I scratched all the cards and. I was supposed to text text this number or whatever, email the pictures. I think it was email them. And they were supposed to send me a check by that Monday, which they did. They sent me a check and, no, it was it was a Friday. And I remember I cashed that check Saturday and the lady at the bank said, hmm, I'm having a hard time pushing this check through. Second red flag didn't go off in my head because I'm like, I need this check so I'm about to get this money. So, Cash the check and I remember I took out about $300 in cash to buy furniture and like whatnots and stuff like that for my new apartment. And come Monday morning, basically they told me it was a fraudulent check because I signed for it. There was nothing they could do. You know, I wasn't going to get the money back. And then it was this downward spiral of, you know, my credit was jacked up because, you know, I was having to use credit cards to pay debt or pay my bills really for stuff that I was Mm -hmm. behind on. And, um, yeah, I was, I was really, at that time when we had that dinner, I was really kind of like a recluse at that time because the slightest thing would just piss me off. And I was like, I'm gonna end up in jail because I'm so broke. And if somebody, mispronounce my name I'll be ready to snap on them you know <laughs> so
1: no, and you never and I look and I'm thinking of the pictures that we took I never would have known
0: back then never yeah yeah and the funny thing is I, I can't remember if I've ever posted that picture but I guess everything happens you know good timing because when this podcast comes out I definitely <laughs> make sure I share it and kind of share some of the background on it but um yeah yeah all of that was was happening and um so when we met up, and I, I'll let you tell tell this part of the story, but when we met up, we were just talking. And actually, we were talking about, if I remember correctly, we were talking about a situation that you had, and it was kind of tied to, like, online dating. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Anywhere. then we started talking about finances and some kind of way, and then you mentioned Instacart to me. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Because I was doing both Instacart and shipped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, the funny mm-hmm. thing, I signed up for shipped, but I've never done it. <laughs> oh,
1: <but gosh. laughs> good God. Because
0: I was so busy with Instacart that I really never had a lull. Uh, you know, I did have a little bit of a lull with it, but I was like, well, shoot, this Instacart is doing pretty good. You know, do, do you still mm-hmm. do Instacart and shipped?
1: I I do, not as much as I used to because I'm in school, but I tell you what, Instacart paid for my I mean not Instacart shipped paid for my tuition. Really? Um, because I refuse I refused to get a student loan and if I had to get one I needed the smallest one that I can get just to get me through the first one until I can get a um a, a, a routine of um doing shipped and paying paying that off plus paying my own tuition. And so Instacart is is here in Houston. Instacart is not as big as it is in Dallas. It's more of a shipped type uh, of area. Okay. So um, Instacart is something that I use when shipped was slow. And so now they're kind of about even board. So I can go to either one. Um, I just tend to uh, always get more promotions during through shipped if I do it. But I haven't done it as much now because Um, The way that I planned it out and the way that I looked at things, I made sure that I made enough during the time that I was off and, you know, during the whole quarantine state that we had that that made sure that I could pay at least a couple months of rent and all of my tuition. Wow. And I did that in a matter of three months. Really? In a matter of three months. Yes. Wow. And I worked my butt off, but in a matter of of three months, I was able to pay my tuition um I was smart with my with any stimulus that I got. I was smart with my tax return, mm. and because I knew in the long haul it's easy for me to get financial aid and be done, but then I thought about what my life what I wanted my life to be afterwards, and I was like, "No, I can't do that. let's play this smart so wow. I was able to pay that off and still have a little cushion for just in case because I'm at the point in my career, in my schooling, where I have to take an internship mm-hmm. and they don't pay. Oh. So and if they do pay, uh, they pay anywhere from eighteen to to 30000 at the highest. And I, you didn't get to see my house, but I, I have a house payment, I have a car payment, and I have a 100-pound dog, and <laughs> I have over a hundred pound myself, so so I have to pay, you know, I got to eat. And so, yeah. um, you know, I still kind of, I still kind of do it every now and then I'll pick it up again in the summer just to keep my surplus big. But I, I took that, that stimulus and invested and so that I can make sure that I had some cushion when I needed it, um, and I have, and I've got that cushion. Then I cash down and put that in the savings, and just r- rinse, repeat. Wow. And I will have enough, hopefully, by the end of this summer, me working, to even when I'm ready to to buy, um, to put another down payment on a house. So that's that's my goal.
0: Oh, that wait, so this goal, will be your new house?
1: Yeah. So that's that's my goal. That's wow. my goal is because I I need to move out of the area that I'm in. So. That is my goal, but yeah, I remember that night. I think we were both in a, and it was, I think I was just a year out of being divorced and uh-huh. in the the yeah. online dating realm, which was a hot mess. <laughs> um, and I don't think it's changed much, but um, <laughs> not yeah, from what I've heard. I, I was, I was, I was kind of, and I guess. Now that I think about it, I think maybe both of us, you couldn't tell like the, I think I was just coming out of the, okay, you can do this, you've got this situation while you were just, you were just in it by what you were telling me. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think for me, you know, and I'm an open book and I don't have no problem saying anything, but for me, I got divorced in 2018 and my divorce was, was a surprise. So it wasn't like, oh, yeah, this is coming. This is a whatever. It was a, I don't want to be here. I'm out. This is a surprise. And so I had to think quick on my feet because I didn't have time to think of, you know, what am I going to do financially? But, you know, you've known me for 18 years. You know, I don't go down without a fight. Right, right. The strong woman in me is like, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) So I had to quickly think, you know, I'm in a house. I'm going to have to pay for this house on my own. Okay. I just bought a car from out of out of Harvey. Okay. I still got to pay for that. And, and, you wow. know, I, I got an animal, I got this, this, and that. And, and though at the place that we were living in, I was still able to afford on my own. You have to adjust to that financial part. Oh yeah. That's now gone. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was, it was like anxiety. Like, yeah, okay, you could do it, but once you've gotten used to a financial routine for so long, you don't know how to act when that is gone. Yeah. And so I literally had to just like put my big girl panties on and be like, all right, all right. You know what? I'm gonna pray about this. This is happening for a reason. I'm gonna figure it out. And and again, I didn't know anybody. I didn't really have family here. So I'm here in Houston by myself. Right. So I didn't, I couldn't live with anybody. I couldn't do any, I didn't know anybody. Um, so I'm here, but I just refuse to tuck my tail and go back to Dallas because I, I just prefer the area that I'm in compared to to Dallas. And so right. I had to figure it out. And so I actually started asking around, like, what do people do? I'm going to have to get a second job. I'm going to have to do this. And a coworker told me about uh, Instacart. And so I did Instacart, and then another co-worker told me about shift And I said, well, you know what? Ain't like I got nothing else to do. I ain't got <laughs> nobody to take care of. I ain't got to do Right. I'll just do you. both.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I signed up for both. And at that time, it wasn't so hard to get on them, uh, get on, get hired, because it wasn't a big, you know, people, not very many people knew about it.
0: Right. Right. So
1: I got on. And at first I was slow. And I was like, this is scary. I'm going to people's house. And I'm like, what am I? This is like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this. This is scary. I don't know if I'm doing this right. And then after like the first couple of shops and I started looking at them tips and then I was like. Yeah, it adds up. Okay, we got this. Yeah.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. I'll be okay.
1: We got this. <laughs> so then I was okay. And so I was like, well, I'm going to work and do this and I got to make my own schedule. And so I just started pocketing it and I was still able to to do the things and live the life that I wanted to live and not miss a heartbeat. And I had to pay for my own divorce too. And so mm-hmm. um, because, of course, when you're the one that files, you're the one that's paying. So right. <laughs> right. I had to figure out how to pay for that. And, and at that time, too, my my dad had had a stroke. Um, and so going back and forth to, to Kansas and being able to mm. figure out what, life, I mean, the pressure and the anxiety and the stress was real. Yeah. I was going through a divorce and, and a sick parent at that time and trying to figure out how that's going to work and dealing with everybody else's issues and then financially it was just like okay but that was my I know that sounds weird but that was my escape like no it's not weird working yeah. out and doing that it, you know mm-hmm. it was yeah. just like I don't have to focus on anything else but my finances and then I just started focusing on my health and was like I just I just that was my escape so right. you know you just and so when we met up that was where I was finally like I could breathe You know, outside of all that that hideous stuff with online dating, I was just like, I I can breathe. It's okay. I'm okay.
0: Right. And the funny thing is I didn't, I mean, just like you said with me too, even with you, I couldn't tell that there's no way I would have known that you had been through all of that had you not told me because I couldn't tell just by looking at you. You looked happy. You know, I didn't know, you know, you had been through all of that. Um yeah, that's that's definitely a testimony. But yeah, for real, you were a financial planner that day, because I tell you, I think it was that as soon as I I don't even think I made it back to Dallas before I signed up for Instacart and and I did it. And I don't know if you had this scenario. I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on this. But I remember I told my boss at the time that I was doing Instacart. And she, I never was ashamed to say that I was doing it because in my mind, I was like, you know, I'm gonna hustle and get the money however I can. Mm-hmm. And really, truth be told, I was wake, making way more money doing Instacart than when I used to work part time at Express.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. taking home
0: more money. I mean, yeah. really, to be honest, it, working at Express during that time. The only benefit was getting discounts on clothes and then around Christmas time, everybody got Express Christmas gifts that year because <laughs> I got a super big yeah. discount. But it was I thought it was funny to me that my boss said, oh, well, I hate to hear you say that you're doing Instacart, almost like she was feeling sorry for me. And I pretty much told in a nice way, well, hey, if you feel that way, then... If you bump up my salary, yeah, if you bump up my salary to X amount, I'll stop doing it, you know, which yeah. I wasn't going to stop doing it. But, you know, just the principle. But did did you ever struggle with what people may have thought about you doing Instacart? Or was that something you kept to yourself or did you not care?
1: I, I did. At first I did. And I was so embarrassed to wear their shirt. I, like, now I didn't like wear the
0: shirt. I, I wear my regular let, clothes, but.
1: Yeah, so at first I was like, I cannot, and I wouldn't shop in an area or I would try not to work in an area that I worked. So like, that you know, sense. in education, you yeah. see parents, you see your students, and I'm just like, I'm going to deliver to their house one day. And they're going to be like, oh, my God, <laughs> I can't believe you're doing this.
0: So I right. would,
1: you know, and I didn't want to wear the lanyard that had the card to it. I didn't want to do any of that. And so I, at first I thought we had to. And Mm -hmm. then when I found out we didn't have to, I stopped wearing it. So if you saw me in the grocery store, and I still don't wear it to this day. (laughs) If you saw me in the grocery store, you just thought I was shopping. I'm not going to say I don't wear it. I wear it sometimes. But um, at that time, I think where my biggest epiphany was when I realized that this ain't about nobody but me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you see me, and then... And then if I start talking about because at that time when I got hired, if you referred somebody, you got money. So then I started to think, well, that would be stupid if I didn't wear my shirt. Right.
0: Because then I wouldn't be able uh-huh, to refer no Right. Like
1: you can't, you can't say anything. So um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear my shirt. And one day, this, this is the, the part that, that killed me is I'm thinking every, I, I work pretty much at an, a very affluent elementary school, like everybody there is wearing the Tory Birches, the Kate Spades, mm. the 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 Louis Vuitton, everybody, everybody oh. there. So <laughs> I'm like, Oh, they don't need this. They got, you know, husbands and things like this. And I'm the only one going through a divorce, blah, blah, blah. And I accidentally wore not accidentally, I had my lanyard on one day. And um, when I was coming into the building, mm. and they was like, Hey, you two shipped? And I was like, Yeah, they was like, me too. So it wasn't just oh, me, it okay. was my assistant principal who makes decent money. She was doing it. Um there was like three other teachers that were doing it and then throughout the day people were like, "So how do I get on?" And then it was like, "You know what? I ain't got nothing to be ashamed about because yeah, every true. time somebody asked me, all I could see is dollar signs, number 1. And then number 2, the the feedback I looked at it as as these women cuz I work with nothing but women besides two um are all trying to figure out life just like I am financially. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I, you don't know anybody's struggle until you know. So maybe it was a thing that's like, girl, yeah, I do that too. I'm trying to figure out, you know, I've got to do this, we want to do that, do that, and it became a thing where people were asking me and then you know, at some point before that, people were like, oh, okay, I'll buy you lunch. Okay, I'll do this. And they felt sorry for me. And I felt like I had to borrow money, you know, or people would say, you know, don't worry about it. I got it. And I hate charity. I hate charity because yeah, I don't want you to yeah. throw it back in my face exactly. and act like you did something for me. And then it turned around to like, it felt good to say, oh, I got no, I got it. Actually, I got you today. You know, right, so right. Mm-hmm. when that sort happening, of happened and people started noticing and I actually, two of the people that I worked with, we actually started doing it together. Wow. Like we would take the weekends and because, you know, if you go down to Galveston, you can shop at one store, but you're driving all the way to the other side of the island. Um, so it was like, well, why don't we just kill this together? And and we did. It was two weekends in a row and and, and it was just kind of like two days in a row and we killed it. Like, and, and we both walked out of there in a day making over $200 a piece. Oof. So, wow. you know, and it was just because we, we were, we figured it out where we can double team it. And I think then that's when I was like, I don't care what you got to say, what you got to say. And even my family was like, so how do we do this? And then I met one of my, my good friends, which is so funny because we met online and we just turned out to be the better friend. And he was kind of in the same situation. I was paying child support. He had just went through a divorce and he was, you know, in education and just didn't have the money. And so he found out about at first he didn't believe me. And then I showed him one of my payouts that (laughs) in one week I made $1,100 and he was like, okay, wait, wait, wait. And then he signed up for it. And even this year he made over $50,000. Over 50000 He became a six-figure person what? just by doing shit. Does he, he do it full-time? No. 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 <laughs> he does not. He does it. Wow. He does his full-time job. At that time, he was a behavior specialist. He still is. And then he did, like, two or three shops, but it's about the area he was in. And that's the area that he was in is the area he turned me on to, which I – um started working in the summer and how I was able to get my money because we were making $2,500 a week, wow. thousand anywhere between $1,000 to $2,500 a week. And we killed it and we killed it. And it's still that area. And I'm going to go back down in that area. <laughs> <laughs> in summer, right. but
0: hey, I might need to come down. There I, too.
1: <laughs> I, I need to be there. Yeah. So, but it was just kind of, um, you know, he made well over 50 and he did it well more than I did because he was trying to get out of debt. So I think then is when I started to like, okay, now that I know that I can do this, I need to figure out how to make this sustainable and not kill myself and still have a life, And still be able to do what I want to do. And then silly me, I signed up to go back to school (laughs) and how am I going to pay for that? So I had to do all of that in one and really figure out my life financially, like okay if this is what you want to do and this is what i've prayed about and this is what god said that i can do okay then he's going to tell me how to figure this out and so i just sat down literally and wrote down what things would estimate it look like and then what i needed to do financially how i needed to save how i need to budget how much mm-hmm. i needed to work where i can put that in my, in money where it can grow and the number one thing that honestly helped me is i kept it to myself
0: mm. That's yeah. I think that's so key. Yeah, I agree. And it's and it's funny and I was j- joking but I was kind of serious too when I was calling you a financial planner because I think it's so easy to get caught up in and I'm not knocking these people because I think they have great tips, but like the Susie Ormans and the Dave Ramseys and mm-hmm. things like that because mm-hmm. people think, "Oh, I have to listen to a professional person." And in order to get my life together financially. And that's I think that's so important why I really wanted you on this show um, because you're not a financial planner by trade, but me trusting you as my friend of like, okay, she's doing this, she's doing well with it. You know, I need to do this too. And that's what really helped change me financially or change my situation was, you know, just listening to that. So I think it really, to me, it boils down to, do you have the drive to want to get out of this financial Absolutely. situation you're in?
1: I agree. I agree. you got to be uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, exactly. If
1: you're not uncomfortable and if you're not ready for a a, a change, there's, there's people that, that I'm a talker and people know I'm open and people know that I just, you know, sometimes I'm like, girl, you don't keep nothing to yourself. And the fact. <laughs> double facts, triple facts, whatever facts. (laughs) I don't. But I don't think that I have gotten this far in my life. By not doing that. Right. So Mm -hmm. by me just opening up my mouth, and whether I'm speaking of my troubles, whether I'm speaking about what I'm going through has allowed me opportunities, where somebody says, Well, hey, I got this idea, or hey, why don't you try this? And then I will say, okay, and I will listen to that person because those are the type of people you surround yourself with. But then I don't, I'm very picky about who I share that with. Right. Because mm-hmm. regardless, foe family or friend, um, you're going to have some naysayers. Yep. Or you're going to have people that are going to judge you. So I, I will move in silence until I can just show you. And so a good example of that is my friend, Marcus, and he was just like, I can't believe you doing that. You doing this and you, <laughs> you make good money here and you just got a budget and ain't no way I'm going to deliver nobody's groceries. And I promise you to this day, as of yesterday, he was like, why are you not out here working with the rest of us? Wait a, wait a minute. <laughs> not not you. But now he's he's even to the point to where he's like, man, I just, just I just, I didn't do much. I only made a thousand this week. And I'm just like, uh-huh, but- we share hustles. Like he, he will call me and say, hey, there's a $25 shop on your side. And I'll be like, hey, I just pulled it up. There's a $30 shop on your side with a promo. You need to pick it up. So we, wow. we surround each other, but we don't have to. I don't have to call everybody and anybody to tell them, hey, this is what I'm doing. If you ask me, I will tell because that means that you are searching the same way I was. Right. But until then, you don't need to know my pocket. You don't need to know my purse. I don't care if you're family, friend, boyfriend. Yeah. I don't care what you are.
0: That's true. That's true. And I think that more people, honestly, I'm that same way too. Uh, I'm an open book, but I'm also selective at the same time with who I share my business with. So Mm -hmm. I'm totally with you on that. And dang it, I hate, I feel like we need a part two or something because we're running out of time. But I do want to say In closing or ask you in closing, what would you tell, you know, just a a quick tip that you would give to someone who is, and I know you've said you've sprinkled some of this throughout the show, but what would be a quick tip that you would give someone who is in a real financial bond and they just don't know where to start? Like what would you tell them for their first step?
1: Oh, the first step is, um, What I did, I'm trying to think, I wrote out, I did a lot of writing. Um, I did a lot of prioritizing and I did a lot of letting go. And I, and I Mm. say that not in just a financial situation, because you let go of things you don't need financially um, that you could do without that you could do stuff like in quarantine, because I knew finances were going to be tight because I couldn't do shipped. I love to get my nails done. I love to get my hair done. I learned how to do them myself. Mm. And I I got a salon in my house. I ain't been to get my hair done at a shop ever since. Um, So I, I learned I wrote down and I journaled about the why, why am I in this situation? Mm. What is it trying to teach me? And what am I going to do about it? And I did that for a long time. And then once I started to do that, and you have to, in order to, to me, just from my experience, in order to get freedom, financial freedom, everything else, every other habit has to be free. Hmm. So I had to cleanse myself of those habits, and then once those habits and those thoughts and that, that whatever was bogging me down could get out of my system, I was able to look and see, okay, now what's my next step? Because if I keep doing the same, it's not. I'm going to get the same. So I had to let go and, and free myself and forgive myself and forgive others and then figure out, okay, now that you've done that, what's next? If you mm. don't know, if you know somebody that's been through that, that was my other thing. Reach out to people who you see are financially doing okay in, in the same type yes. of setup that you are. If they're single and they have a house and you're like, okay, tell, tell me what you did. Right. Or, or, you know, they went through a divorce and, you know, they went through a financial struggle, but they're okay. I surrounded myself with those people and say, Hey, tell me, tell me what you want to do. And then I resource researched, you know, second incomes. you can get on Facebook today. And there are so many people that are saying, Hey, if you're looking for a stay at home job, if you're looking for yeah. a work from home situation, if you're looking for, there is too many resources out there for somebody to be stuck. Right. To me, if you are saying that you're stuck and you can't do it, the only person that's in your way is yourself and your thoughts, and that because it's not true.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Too many avenues. That's true. But you can't.
1: Yeah, but you can't get into financial freedom until you free from free yourself from everything else. You just can't. And that's it's still a struggle that I'm going through. You know, it's still a lesson financially that you go through. You should never want to. In my head even when I graduate and, and I get a job or, or get a higher paid job, it's going to be triple more than what I make now. I don't think that I'm still going to stop shifting or Instacarting right. because and it, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: i still got gold.
0: Yeah. And that's just extra for, to do whatever you want to do
1: that. Yeah. That's just going to be my vacation money. That's right. just going to be, you know, it is what it is. And I look back and I think of the things that when I feel a certain way or I'm re-triggered by some things that, put me in that state of mind that, oh no, you mm. can go back there. I, I, nope, we going back to this journal and we going back to, I got to let it go. <laughs> right. I got to do a cleanse. I got to do another cleanse. Awesome. So yeah.
0: That's great. I hope what? it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> honestly, I can't even add anything to that. Cause I echo everything that you just said. I mean, I think that's true. And, and so many times I think, we make the mistake, and when I say we, just collective people, we make the mistake of when, we, when we're when we going through financial issues, a lot of times it's deeper than that. It's not just about the financial issue. It's because, like you said, you're holding on maybe to certain things or certain people. Sometimes you got to let certain people go, or mm-hmm. even the thoughts of certain people. Because um, I feel like sometimes even, you, you can be not with someone physically, but they're in your thoughts so much. It's like, well, damn, you may as well just be in the room with me because (laughs) all this space that you're taking up in my head. So yeah, that's great. That's great. So yeah, just in closing, um, the only thing I would add is just, you know, make sure you are staying to yourself. And I know Alex, you mentioned that earlier in the show and, and make sure that you're making wise decisions uh with whatever you're doing with your money and i definitely agree with not telling everyone your business um, because that goes for family friends enemies sometimes you might find better enemies that might support some of your dreams better than Absolutely. the people that are closer to Absolutely. you so mm-hmm. yeah just keep that in mind and and just try not to say try not to allow yourself to be triggered by certain things especially uh talking on this episode uh especially things financial because it comes and goes and it's not those financial struggles don't last always if you're smart about it right that but is yeah. true awesome well thank you so much again for joining alex i really 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 appreciate you for real and we gotta hang yeah. out and i need to come see the old house and a new house when you get there <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: please do anytime i got plenty of room okay if you can handle a dog i'm here <laughs> oh
0: hey no i love dogs i'll be there
1: <laughs> oh, sounds good sounds good well hit me up if we can do a part two i'm down for that too
0: okay i will i'll let you know for sure
1: all right sounds good to me sir
0: righty. thank you you're welcome all right